Hi, friends. Long time no talk. I was recently cleaning out my hard drive and found this episode that we never released from April of 2022, so last year, that I felt like I should put out there. It never, it never made its way out into the world because this was my bad. I didn't edit it. I just got lazy. I was moving at the time and then just didn't do it. So fully my fault. Take full responsibility. So I figured I might as well just put it out now. Why not? Definitely let us know if you want us to continue with this podcast. We are on the fence currently. We love doing it, Francesca and I, but we're a little busy as it goes. But, you know, we, we could probably find some time here or there to record an episode or two. Um, also, please forgive all the references to Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn in this episode. As I said, this was recorded in April of 2022. It is now August of 2023. My condolences. I hope Taylor's doing fine. Seems like she's doing fine. She's killing it on the Eras tour. Um, yes, of course, I did go and see Eras tour. If you also went or have been following, please feel free to message me and we can scream about it together. Let me know what surprise song hurt you the most that she played and you were not there. For me, I think it was probably Seven. That one really hit. Oh, and also Dear John. That was a direct attack to me, I felt personally. But yeah, that's that's it. Apologies for this voice memo notes intro. I don't have my fancy schmancy microphone on me, so I thought this would suffice, and I wanted to give you a little background on why this episode's going up and why we are talking about things that are literally a year old. Enjoy! This wine smells really good. Yeah? Yeah. Hi, friend. Hi, how's it going? Long time no see. Yeah, yeah. We are actually recording in person today. Incredible, amazing, never been done before. Show stopping. <laughs> You could be in a room full of a hundred people and all you need <laughs> is one person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, it's been a hot second. It's since been we... over a month. Yeah. It's been like two months. Yeah. Because. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. So many things happened. First of all, uh, Francesca had to get surgery again. Yeah. Go I'll Francesca. Ta- I'll, take, I'll take responsibility <laughs> for this um, unexpected departure from our schedule that that's on me guys is partly but then also we did have one episode recorded but then for some reason it was like not working yeah that day you were really you were struggling that day we were i don't know what happened I like don't know we tried so many things and it just was not working yeah i don't i don't understand i, I don't, don't understand but we're back um <laughs> you know we'll see <laughs> Our last, our last um, podcast will record in this apartment. Yes, I am moving. Mm-hmm. So am I. Yes, Francesca's Cheers moving. To, to new beginnings. Go us. Making moves in our adult lives. <laughs> you moving back in with your parents. <laughs> me moving out of my parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I got a new job. My last day at my job was 
yesterday, which was the first, April 1st, April Fool's Day. <laughs> what if you just, like, out of your goodbye party, you're like, JK, LOL, I'm not leaving. Oh my gosh. I think my coworkers would have, like, killed me. <laughs> that would have been so funny. But now I have a remote job with a different company. Woo! Woohoo! And I'm moving back home because... I don't want to pay rent anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you. Save that coin. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. You know, it's not a fun time. No. Stay a kid as long as you can. Exactly. Although, know what? you know when you're like about to fall asleep and you have those like random thoughts? Like, yeah. Where you just remember things that happened? Yeah. And like you hate yourself for it. I had a thought where I didn't, which is like shocking because I hate Constant myself all hatred. the time. Um, I, in high school, I interviewed for, like, a scholarship, and I remember them asking me, um, where do I see myself in 10 years? And this was when I was 18. And I was like, well, hopefully not living with my parents anymore. And everybody at the table thought that was the funniest shit that they'd ever heard. And I was like, but I was like, seriously, I hope I'm not. And guess what? It hasn't been 10 years, and I'm not going to be living with my parents. Wow, you're ahead of schedule. I set goals, and and I achieve them, is what, basically what we're saying. Right. (laughs) We we love a goal achiever. I just knocked over my mic. <laughs> Similarly, when I was in high school, my goal was to move to New York City with my current roommate, Sadie, mm-hmm. live together, and then when I was 25, move back home and start like a actual personal life. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would? Who, not me. Neither of us. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> not me. Not with the feet I have. No. Know what I do? Know what's really sad? What? I watch like TikToks of people like living their lives and doing things. And all <laughs> I can think part? is I. What? Is that the sad part? No. Is that we're watching the TikToks? The no. People? It's okay. that I'm watching them and think I can't do that. I could never. And it's just like them going hiking or them like. Yeah, I, please don't go hiking. I saw someone climbing up like they were on the beach and they were climbing up like a rock like in. Yeah, um, don't do that. Uh, the Little Mermaid when the water mm-hmm. splashed behind her and all I could think was I could never. I could Photoshop it and it'd look great, but I couldn't. No, because you would fall to your death. Yeah, the only person I think I would ever go hiking with is Chris Evans if he asked me to. Yeah, because I feel like he could save you. He would. He because, would do it, but he is also like capable of doing it. Yeah, like he's definitely, I'm definitely like the only other person in the, no. He's probably one of the like, handful of people in the world that could actually like carry me back to anywhere <laughs> we were going because he's that anyone else would just Chris. be like i'm gonna go run and get you help you just don't move <laughs> meanwhile you're like laying on the ground <laughs> literally head cracked open sorry <laughs> oh my god this, this is so quirky of me i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm not like other girls <laughs> When girl, other girls say, I'm so clumsy, do you end up having to have four surgeries because of it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh, I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, so... Um, this is Bookaholics Anonymous. Yes, I'm Francesca. I'm Alicia. And um, we're back, baby. Yeah, we're drinking. We're both drinking today. Yes, it's been a long time since I've had alcohol, so if I'm a little chatty Cathy today, it's because... This is a, a rare occurrence for me re- lately. We are drinking a Chardonnay from, hmm, this is a French, I know it's a French Chardonnay, 2019. Bourjon, Bourjon, I think, I'm definitely mispronouncing that and I really am not sorry. Wait, you know how you noticed, okay, um, 
Side note, we are drinking some, from some beautifully decorated cups of Alicia's. Yep. Shout out to my mom. She bought them for me. <laughs> Shout out, Mrs. Hughes. We love you. Um, and she noticed that some of the words have been rubbed off. So were they on the stem? It says Appy. Oh, so no. <laughs> That's so sad. R.I.P. I don't even use that one that often because I feel like it's special because it's like a Francesca's yeah. drinking from a birthday one specifically because it's uh, her birthday. The day after this is coming up. Yep. If we've. If we do it right, I think we will. Yeah, we'll we'll get it. We'll, we'll, eh. It's almost my birthday. Right. This will be up around it. Around it, right? <laughs> but it's also missing. <laughs> it's only missing the vowels in birth. It's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> That's so funny. But it's beautiful. It's a great. It's a great shard. I paid uh twenty five dollars for it. So love it. I figured I should. I should splash, you know, because... Yeah, splash and coin. Right, because, you know, it was my last day at work, so... Yeah. I would have done the same thing. I don't blame you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Do we have any... I feel like so much book news has happened that I don't even know, like... Evelyn Hugo's coming to Netflix. Yes! And I saw on... Oh, and Where the Crawdads Sing. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. iffy about that. I know you're probably very excited about the new Taylor Swift song. I'm obviously excited for the song. It's going to be great, but <laughs> the way that I was, first of all, didn't know that was like getting produced. Like, oh, yeah. I just think I removed that book from my brain. I never read it. But, yeah, I didn't either. You know, the murder charges makes it hard. Yeah, to it makes it hard to justify like buying that. Right. And then like, I don't know. Are you ever going to read it? Uh, No, probably Okay. Never. Well, spoiler alert. If you're going to read it, skip ahead like 30 seconds like the the plot twist is really predictable the girl ends up like they're so they're trying to figure out who killed this guy it's mm-hmm. the, the girl the narrator yeah i'm not surprised and it's like it's supposed to be like people said it's possibly like a self-insert yeah. for the author <laughs> listen what in the yn <laughs> <laughs> what in the francesca habit <laughs> um yeah i saw the trailer for it and uh, Two out of, like, what, the three main characters are British. And listen, I love Daisy Edgar-Jones. She is right. a phenomenal actress. If you haven't seen Fresh yet with Sebastian Stan. Oh, I haven't. I we want might to. Have, we might have to watch that tonight when we get drunk. Okay, awesome. Love that. Um, she was great in it. Her American accent was fantastic. But Where the Crawdad Sings is set in Louisiana or, like, Alabama, yeah, that yeah, area. Yeah. And her accent was absolutely terrible. I'm sorry. Yikes. But, like, if you're supposed yes. to come from the bayou, you're going to sound like you're from the bayou. You're supposed and to sound like Britney Spears. Yes. Exactly. Or even, like, heavier than Britney Spears. Right. Because she hasn't lived there in right. however long. Whatever. She sounded like it was like she was trying to do it, like, the accent. But then, like, it was just reverting back to her, like, <clears throat> British. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, really disappointing. Because, like, she's such a great actress. Right. Um. So... We'll see if it gets better, like, if that's just the trailer and it's right. better in, in the movie. Um, It kind of reminded me of Saoirse Ronan in the Host movie, mm. where, like... Oh, I need to watch that again. I, I haven't seen it in so many years. Listen, I loved that movie when it came out because mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Max Irons. As you should be. Who, I don't even remember who he played in that movie. Um, But her accent in that movie, like, sometimes her words would catch the Southern, mm-hmm. but it wasn't full right and so like that's like what i'm iffy about with mm-hmm. this movie but i i think harris dickinson is the male protagonist or something mm-hmm. like that his sounded good so i don't know what the <laughs> if they had two different 
accent coaches. I don't know, but unless he's American, I'm going to look this up because I'll be really embarrassed if I'm completely wrong, which is very rare. But <laughs> Francesca's never wrong. My horcruxes couldn't take it. <laughs> he is British. Okay, so I'm not wrong. And he's our age and he's tall and he's hot. If you don't have a girlfriend, let me know. Hit Francesca up. Or if your name's Dylan O'Brien. So, so true. So true, Rusty. Oh my God, so Dylan true. O'Brien. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's coming out. Um... I'll plug Dylan O'Brien's latest project too. Go see the outfit. I haven't seen it yet, but his Chicago accent. So hot. <laughs> so hot. And Sh- for what? Does Chicago have an accent? Yeah. Chicago. Oh, yeah. I guess you, it's kind of Midwesternish. It, yeah, it's like, yeah, they have an accent. It's, it's not pretty. <laughs> but Dylan, you did a great job. I'm really proud of you. Love that for him. So, yeah, where, the, the, craw- where the Crawdads are com- is coming out. <laughs> Evelyn Hugo is being uh, produced. Yes. Now that I saw in Des Moines. Yeah. Dumois, 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 right? Du- I think it's Dumois. I'm dyslexic, leave me alone. Um, I heard that originally it was supposed to be a TV show. Now they're making it a movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I kind of, okay, so like, we'll see how the adaptation is. Like, I don't want to judge mm-hmm. a book, but, but like, I don't want to judge an adaptation before it comes out and before I've seen it. But I feel like that story would lend itself so well to a TV show. Yeah. Because it's, it's so easily split up. The person that's, pro- or like, developing it. Mm-hmm. Develop little fires everywhere. I on haven't seen Hulu. it. I haven't seen it either. Because I haven't read the book yet, so yeah. I don't want to see it yet. I'm the same way. Um, but then again, I half the time I don't give a fuck. Like I watched <laughs> Big Little Lies with my sister. Uh, I'm like Big Little Lies. So I've read the book. Awesome. The I adaptation. Love the, I love also the author. Awesome. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. fantastic. I also read Nine Perfect Strangers. Did you watch the show? No, not yet. No, don't do it. I'll it's not do worth it. It, <laughs> it was bad. good. Oh. It was good. But okay, Nicole Kidman is in that too. Yes. Love her. She's supposed to play Moisha, Misha, whatever. Oh. The Russian girl. Accent is horrible. Ugh. I don't know what it is, what it is with, like, English, Australian actors doing, like, non-native ac- like, accents. accents that aren't American. Mm-hmm. Her Russian accent was terrible. Ooh, yikes. It was, and it, like, it takes you out of it when you're, like, when they yeah. refer to her as a Russian, and mm-hmm. then she, like, there's only little words that sound Russian. You know what I mean? Right. She's the she's like the leader of the program, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure um, I remember that but right. But Jason from a, the Good Place is in it. Oh, is he? Yes, Who does he play? Do okay. you remember? Um, one of the helpers. Yeah, he's one of the helpers. I forgot <gasps> okay, what I know. Name is. I think I know exactly yeah. who he plays. I can't remember the character's name, but I remember the character like very vividly. Yeah. That's like such a good casting. I yeah. feel like at least. And then Melissa McCarthy's in it. Like the casting is phenomenal. Right. It's just like it kind of flops, and apparently it's very different from the book. Oh, interesting. Um, and like, that it's like n- not. I don't want to like. Okay, more spoilers, but like, mm-hmm. it's like I, it's more centered around like the health facility and like. Oh. Apparently, a yeah. big chunk of the book. It's not about that. Yeah, at all. and also a big chunk of like part of like the book is in like the last episode. So like oh interesting yeah I don't know if you want me to t- just tell you no or... I mean I read the book yeah well I mean about the show I don't yeah. no I'm it, probably not gonna watch yeah, it honestly it literally because in the book she locks him in the basement right and like they have to pick who lives and who dies no she locks them in like a big like ballroom kind of thing okay and then like she like torments them basically and she does kind of want them to pick who lives and dies but they don't end up doing that obviously they get um literally their whole thing leads up to the last episode and 
they get locked in like a room mm-hmm. that they use for um sensory depra- deprivation and then they simulate a fire in like the air ducts and everyone mm-hmm. goes around in a circle and is like oh this is what i would have done differently if i was gonna die like if i was uh-huh. gonna die and like, all this stuff so, and then they get let out so that is kind of similar to how the book is like they do she does like simulate a fire but they like figure it out like yeah. they figure out that it's a simulation they're like yeah. oh no they don't jason comes and lets them out and is like i think jason lets them out in the book yeah they yeah. just like but don't they, they do like they do eventually like this is all some of them i think if i remember correctly i read this like six months ago they do some of them do like figure out they're like oh this is like you know i think she actually ends up actually setting it on fire yeah i remember correctly i don't know but that sounds wild it was like very weird but i did love that melissa mccarthy's character ended up like falling in love with someone oh okay so she plays the author yeah she plays oh uh, okay yeah that like that's she's like one of my favorite characters i love her um, and then I love the, the girl who was a twin. Yeah, she was great. I'd say the only reason to watch the show is for Melissa McCarthy's, like, mm-hmm. character development. That character is really, like, she's phenomenal. Yeah. And, her, like, the actor they played, they got to play, um, the love interest. I don't even remember his name. That's how. Yeah, I don't either. I know the actor's name is Bobby Connival, kind of, something like that. He's in a relationship with Rose Byrne. I know everything about everyone. <laughs> don't ask me how. Um, but the two of them, like the way their relationship develops and like they like come together is like adorable and that was like my favorite part of the show i just wanted to fast forward the entire time and watch it is that right because also you never get i'm sorry i hate putting it like this but you never get the fat girl that like gets the guy kind yeah, of yeah no that's why i liked her character so much just because i think she's interesting and i think her character like yeah story um and development is like awesome i think yeah. it's very interesting um and like all the stuff on because she's an author and so, obviously, a lot of stuff is talked about is, like, publishing stuff. Yeah. I felt like it was pretty accurate. Well, I mean, you'd hope an author would know, like, <laughs> No, but some publishing. of them don't. Yeah. That's but, true. But it was, like, pretty good. And then, um, yeah, I loved I loved her storyline, and I did love the twin. Yeah. And, like, the family that comes yeah, with her. Yeah, the dad, I'm... Napoleon, is played by Michael Shannon. I oh, okay. His last name. He was great. Love. I love Michael Shannon. That, I, think he's that, I just think that storyline was like so good because it's just like so sad. Yeah. It's, but yeah. It's, yeah. That becomes like a big part of it in the last episode. It's like yeah, her it, trying to connect with. Yeah. The, yeah. It's funny in the book. They like give, they basically drug them. They're drugging them the entire yeah, they, time. In the show, they drug them too. Okay. Well, they like in the last, like the last act, basically mm-hmm. they drug them all. So they have like a, so they can hallucinate basically. Yeah. And like she, that's like a huge part of her like her hallucination. She's like, I want to connect with my brother. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Crazy. It it was like it was okay. It was just like so like okay what like just get to the point kind of thing. Yeah. The book was kind of like that too, in my opinion. Like yeah. a lot of some of it because like some of the, the characters I don't care about. Yeah. Like the couple that is like the guy they they won the the lottery. Yeah. I didn't care about them. Like, what was the- <laughs> Like, what was the point of their addition? Them just take... Like, at the end in the show, they take over the wellness center for her. Oh, I don't think that happens in yeah. the book. And she takes her car and just, like, drives away. Yeah. Um, and then who else? The girl that, like, tries to kill her because she was Misha or Marsha or whatever her fucking mm-hmm. face was. Yeah. Um, was having an affair with her husband. Oh, that does not happen in the book. <laughs> well, that happens in the show. Um, but yeah, so that's... Nine Perfect Strangers, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what else I saw Death on the Nile. Oh, you watched the movie? Yeah, because 
my boyfriend wanted to to go. Oh, your boyfriend did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bitter single. Leave me alone. So he he was like, oh, let's go watch it, and I was like, well, all right. Army Hammer's in it, so I mean, I can watch a, a cannibal on the screen for <laughs> two hours. Alleged, cannibal. alleged cannibal. Um, I was gonna say, I was thinking about that when I saw a trailer for it, and I was mm-hmm. like. Isn't it crazy that was like two years ago when we yeah. had Kayla on to do that? And she did that and they were still, yeah. that movie was done even then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. So it was okay. Like it wasn't bad. I mean, obviously I knew like. Yeah. The story. Already. The story already, but it wasn't bad. Um, we had seen the Kingsman, like the oh, prequel. The guy that's in, uh, in that, the younger one, mm-hmm. not Voldemort, his partner, yeah, 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 he's yeah. going to be in Where the Crawdad Sings. That's oh. Harris Dickinson. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, we saw that. Or sorry, Dixon. <laughs> Before they come for me. I don't know who they is, but we saw that in like December and it was like not that great in my oh, opinion. That's I didn't so think so unfortunate. Yeah, I didn't think it was that good. That's because Taryn wasn't in it. So true. So Honestly. True, so true. Anyway, we're twenty minutes in. Maybe we should start the book. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know what book I'm doing. No, do you? we're not doing the push again, right? No, no, no. So that's the lo- the lost episode was the push. It was really good. I'm really sad. Yeah, that was really maybe we can re record it like in a couple months when I've forgotten the plot. Right. Or maybe we could have on well my friend well, I have a couple people who would like want to come on. Oh my, my one friend wants to come on to cover Written in the Stars. Which is like it's um a sapphic romance. Oh, I was thinking that was the um Oh fuck. Ignore me, I'll come back to it. So she wants to come on to it's a it's um actually like almost a kind of a series. Not really. She the author has written two two? I'm sorry, I had to think about that. Two other books within the same world, but they revolve around different couples. Tiny Tempe. The tiny tempe song. Oh, oh. <laughs> That song that came out ten years ago. <laughs> the author actually took inspiration from that, and oh, uh, really, no, no. <laughs> Whenever someone says that, that's immediately what my brain goes to is that opening line and the tempo. Uh, great song. If you haven't listened to it, you should. It's a great song. <laughs> so, but yeah, maybe we'll record it again one day. It was a great book. Um, very fucked up. Yeah, it was. But but great nonetheless. I think it gave it four stars. So yeah, this week. This ties in, this ties, it all ties back to like the movie adaptations. I'm doing Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. Oh, really? Yes. Do you know who's in it? Um, they did a, uh. It's coming to Hulu next month in May. I did not know this. Actually, maybe I did and I just blocked it out. Yeah. Do you know who's in it? No, but is it someone? Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Oh, John. Okay. Yes, I did. Oh, Shailene Woodley's in this one, isn't she? No. That was the last letter to your lover, uh, which was amazing, by the way. If if you like have any sort of interest, I would suggest watching it. It was better than I expected. Yeah, he's like the only notable person in the show. I just looked it up. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but it's I'm really excited about it. Um, I I read Normal People before it came out, and then watched Normal People. I think the adaptation is better than the book. I have Normal People on my nightstand. Have not um, I would it recommend it. only reading, listening to it on audio because she does not believe in quotation marks. Yeah, you've mentioned that. That's my villain origin story. <laughs> Your Joker origin story. Like, do you know the audio that's like, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy unless we're talking about my, my arch nemesis, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. That's me with Sally Rooney, though. Fuck you, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, you, you know, know what, what you, you did. did. You that- made candles that smell like your vagina. 
that's me, but with Sally Rooney, and is the reason is her not using quotation marks. Uh, my um, fuck you, Gwyneth Paltrow. You know what you did. Mm-hmm. You know this. It's Ansel Algor. Yeah, and not for the mine. reasons that everybody else canceled him, which no. like totally valid, understandable. We support. Fuck you, Ansel Algor. You know what you did. No, my reason is because. We're going to tell the people this is my beef with Exclusive. Ansel Algor, who literally probably who, doesn't even, like... And then I then adopted this beef. Yes. Um, ever Alicia since she told took me. on this beef as well, because she's a good friend. Uh, yeah, no, this was back in, like, 2014, when, like, house music was really big, and, like, Martin Garrix was, like, everywhere. I right. went to one of his shows, and he was friends with Ansel at the time. And Unfortunate. I'm six foot tall. I have long ass arms and I wanted to get the lights were shining on Martin as he was spinning whatever he was doing up there. I don't even fucking know. (laughs) And I was like, this would be a really cool shot if it was taken from behind. So behind the booth is where Ansel and his friends were. So I stuck my arms up and all you could granted probably from his perspective, all he could see was a camera (laughs) and hands. So I'm trying to take a video from behind Martin Garrick's. To get this really cool picture. And this motherfucker is standing there shoving his finger, middle finger in front of my camera, ruining everything. Granted, I still got my shot. But fuck you. You're not that popular. You're not that cool. This was back when he was literally just in um, Divergent and, and then The Fault in Our Stars. Stars. Yeah. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, dude. Your life went downhill after this that. This was like, before Baby Driver, which I personally didn't like. I thought it was not that good. I but a, didn't a watch lot of people. it because of. If I would have known about your beef by then, I would have. I also would not have. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. Yeah. So fuck you, Ansel Algor. You (laughs) You know know what you you did. did. And if you guys want to see the pictures or the video, (laughs) I still have them because every now and then when I need to get mad about something. To Des Moines. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Remember, like ten, like oh my god, that was almost ten years ago. Shut up, please. That's disgusting. Why would you? ever utter those words out of your mouth oh that was like the winter break of my freshman year of college i was still in high school (laughs) i dragged my very good friend liz with me and she just stood there and was like okay this is not my scene but like the concert's a concert and that's what a good friend does that's right so anyways we're doing conversations (laughs) with friends It comes out on Hulu next month. Um, I don't think they released a date exactly yet, but they said, I'm pretty sure they said May. Um, and it's going to be a series. Love that. So we start off. We have four main characters. I really am not. Uh, there's actually. So there's four main characters and then one side character that I'm going to mention the name of. Mm-hmm. Everyone else's name. Irrelevant. Does not matter. So we have Francis and Bobby and they're spoken word poets. Who are like kind of famous. They're like essayists. Mm-hmm. So um, Francis is like the poet. She writes them all basically. And then Bobby like performs them. Okay. So it's like kind of a duo there. And um, then we have Melissa. Who is a like writer. And she I think writes like reviews and stuff. She has like a book out. And then she's married to Nick. Who is a actor who's i think kind of famous like i would call it maybe like a a cb probably like right in the middle there so like he's popular but not like he's not like a list yeah at least that's the vibe i got it so francis and and bobby meet melissa at a poetry night 
who then introduces them to her her husband nick joe alwyn joe alwyn in the in the adaptation Mm -hmm. that's soon to come in like he's a very handsome actor and bobby and francis are both queer and anti-capitalist i think i don't think they ever give like um they don't label the iconic though yeah right are they gen z (laughs) they really are the embodiment of gen z they literally are because so spoiler alert this book was okay but francis is like the most pick me girl that you've ever met in college like i'm thinking of this one girl specifically who went to college with us i don't remember her name but i don't know if you know her but she is like the she is francis basically so francis and bobby first met at like in like high school but this takes place in ireland so it's secondary school Mm. that could be wrong secondary school is like high school right i i'm lucky i graduated high school much less got my but you have a british accent so shouldn't you know this i do do a british accent and it's offensive to everyone it is Freddie gets so mad. Oh my gosh, Freddie, weigh in. Tell us if secondary school is high school or. Oh my god, I'll text him right now. Yeah, please, please text him. So, so they dated for over a year before breaking up a few months after graduation, but continued to perform spoken word uh, poetry together. Like I said, from just from like what I picked up when I was reading this, it seemed like Francis wrote the poetry, and then Bobby was like the one who like performed it and like kind of gave it like life. It Mm kind of seemed like she was like like i don't know kind of like it's like if taylor swift was writing your songs but like lizzo was singing them well like i'm pretty sure like <laughs> so i've never i've never gone to a spoken word like poetry night i've only just done poetry yeah where it's just like one person but what i'm imagining is like francis reading the poetry but then bobby is like kind of like acting it out kind of like interpretive dance oh almost. so she's reading it but he's like she because they're both girls bobby is a oh, girl okay yeah so she's like standing off to the side saying it and Bobby is like interpretive dancing to it. All I can think about when you say interpretive dance is Squidward in that one episode of Spongebob <laughs> when they hold the talent show. <laughs> what I think of is like High School Musical when they have that one person. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's summer and after their third year at university, they meet Melissa who's interested in doing a profile on them because like I've mentioned, they're kind of how I picture it is like, they're kind of like famous within the circle, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a very specific subset. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But you know, so, um, they agree to do it, but Bobby tells Francis that she has like a, a kind of like a crush on Melissa. And so then Francis and Bobby go over to Melissa and Nick's to have dinner and to work on this profile. Melissa like is interviewing them, Mm -hmm. taking pictures, whatnot. Oh, um, I got the answer from Freddie. Oh, boy. He was online, thankfully. Oh, thank God. Gosh, I love Instagram. Not Mark Zuckerberg. I can't say Mark Zuckerberg in a Mark British accent. Zuckerberg. But he said secondary school in England is more like middle school in America. Oh, interesting. So it's high school. Just high school? But how's up to 10th grade? Oh, so like okay, it's more like rude. it goes up to like 10th grade. Oh, okay. In interesting. School. Interesting. It's not he gets how- so mad if you call him Fred. <laughs> Fred? Yeah, thanks, Fred Beard. I thought you were calling him friend. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. He's a colonizer. Can't call him a friend. He is a colonizer. No, okay. He's fully admits to that shit, too. Thanks, Freddie. Well, Freddy. you know what? He's self-aware. We love a self-aware king. Yeah. Thanks, Freddie. Shout out. He's a self-aware short king. We love to see it. <laughs> so Melissa seems to have more of an interest in Bobby, while Nick privately tells Francis that he's more drawn to her as a person. After this dinner, Bobby 
like has says like kind like says to Francis that she thinks Melissa and Nick are an unhappy couple. Probably. Which she's not wrong because while they're there, they have like a fight and they just kind of like seem a little cold to each other. So like, you know, she's not wrong. She's not picking up the wrong vibes here, in my opinion. So kind of some background around this time, Bobby's parents are going through a very tumultuous divorce and Bobby's 14 year old sister is not handling it well. Um, and Francis, Francis's parents were all, like are also divorced and they divorced when she was 12 and she grew up in Dublin with her mom and now lives in an apartment that belongs to her uncle, her father's brother. Okay. They got divorced because um, her father was like, I, I feel like, I think he was like an alcoholic and was just kind of like violent. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the divorce was for the good, but that is still very traumatic. So Francis is working at a literary agency as a summer intern, and the other intern, Philip, who's the only other like secondary character I'm going to mention by name because he kind of pops up a lot. He's like friends with both. He's more friends with Francis, but he's friends with Bobby too a little bit mm-hmm. too. So um, Philip jokes about how they are rich assholes to be able to afford to take unpaid internships and use that experience to get jobs, which I think is very aware because that is so fucking true Mm -hmm. within the publishing industry. Like so many internships are like unpaid or like low pay. Yeah. Or no pay or right. College credit. Right. Fuck off. Exactly. So that's, if you ever wonder why uh, publishing is so white and there's no diversity, that's why because you can't get a job in publishing until you've interned in publishing yeah or you know someone oh well i guess because i didn't i didn't intern at a publisher but i did have but we knew people yeah yeah that's true because of our program right which like i recognize it like we had privilege but like i still couldn't i couldn't afford to take an unpaid internship which i didn't take one i know you didn't either so not a chance not Um, a chance this is the first time i got like irritated by francis because she tells philip that she has no intention of getting a job like she later on in the book she like full-on says she's part of the communist party which i'm like shut up (laughs) what okay but to be fair some girls they don't want to work and you know what that's your prerogative you do you that's your prerogative but she doesn't want to work because like she doesn't want to do anything yeah exactly like some women they want to be homemakers they want and that's fine and that's listen that that is a job that is a job and listen if my husband makes enough money and i can like not work and like do fun shit like on the side if i could take up like furniture like redoing or like re refurbing whatever that would be fucking great i would have dropped the publishing shit in a heartbeat but like that's what i want to do with my life if you want to you know it all comes back to like the mindset that people are like oh like i don't want to work like it's just capitalism it was like yeah no she's like she's yeah. doing it to be like not like other girls yeah it's very much it's giving like, very much like she's doing it to like stick it to the man but like what man but yeah but also like i mean i don't know about you but if i didn't work i literally don't know what i would do with my life i would just play the sims all day real talk i'd become a streamer (laughs) and just play the sims but then that would become your job is becoming a sim streamer (laughs) so you'd still have a job yeah 
You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't do, if I didn't work, I like my work a lot. Yeah. I love what I do. So, like, I don't know what I would do. I would be bored. Yeah. Like, just sitting around. Like, what? Like, because everyone else goes to work. You could read not having a job. Do you know how many shows I could watch? <laughs> I could probably watch the entire, if I was given a year, uh, $10,000 to watch the entirety of the Netflix catalog in a year. I could probably do it. You, I mean, uh, I totally 100% agree with you. Yeah. Right. Just for ten thousand it would be just ten thousand dollars or wipe out my student loans. Oh my gosh. I could give you every plot to any movie. That's the ever. hottest thing you've ever said. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Joe Daddy, please. Daddy Biden, please. <laughs> I'm telling you. Daddy Biden <laughs> That's what I call him. I thought it was true daddy. That's true daddy, but Daddy Biden daddy is Biden Joe. Is Joe Biden. I feel like granddaddy Biden would be better. Even though it's gross, but like, but it's still incesty either way you say Daddy Biden. <laughs> Daddy Biden, can you just please forgive my student loans? That's all Daddy nasty. Biden, if you don't, I'm still not going to pay them back. Okay, so you know how everyone's always like, well, if he starts making his pair student loans back, we're just not going to pay them? Yeah. An article came up on my Twitter about, from the insider, about people who fell behind on paying back their student loans and mm-hmm. it like ruined their credit for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And that's why I'm like scared to not pay my student loans back. <laughs> that's valid. Like, it ruins your entire life because they're the only, like, creditor that has to report, uh, like, default. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, like, odd, like, chest pains, like, thinking about. Well, when I win the lottery, I'll just pay them off for you, so. Mm-hmm. Thanks, bestie. When I become a best-selling crime author, I'll pay off yours, too. Wow, you're so nice. I'll use my advance of $1,000 my $1, advance. My, my, one, my $1 advance. Literally, they're gonna be like, "Here, advance is that we're publishing this book for you, <laughs> and you're gonna have to do all of the legwork. You're gonna have to do all of the promotion, so true. all of the marketing. Good yeah. luck. You but, would be good at it, though. You would do it. Oh my god, I would. I would be. I should have gone into um, publicity or like marketing. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> Instead, I'm stuck stress. in fulfillment. <laughs> you could. I think you would do really well in marketing, but publicity would not be your thing. Yeah, I would cause problems for a lot of people. Exactly. I would ruin a lot of reputations because I can't bite my tongue. I'm Ex- very German. Exactly. Right. Well, and I'm also, very blunt. Right. Well, and also, like, publicity is, like, all free stuff. And you'd be like, mm, we don't do anything for free in this house, bestie. Right, exactly. Nobody gets to see my feet without paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, though. You're not wrong. You pay extra for each scar you get to see. It's 25 cents for the big toe. <laughs> Anyways, back to the book. <laughs> we're only on that, chapter three, think, and we're thirty nine minutes in. I think that might be the the tweet that the quote from the episode that we tweet. My big getting to see my big host. <laughs> I think I think you have to write that down. Write that down right now, I'm so we don't forget it. Right it. Now. Preview of next week's ep- this week's episode. Tweet it right now. I got it. So, um, while Bobby is posed and beautiful, she can be kind of abrasive and treat men with contempt, which is what kind of reminded me of uh, you, because she like literally like hates men. She really hates men, really, really, really. Except for Bobby's, like I think kind of a lesbian, and you're not a lesbian, so like okay. I just want to like clarify the whole like <laughs> I really hate men thing. It's not that I hate I hate men. Okay, I hate what they do. And that is how these expectations, if you just take away men's expectations for literally anything, they would not be problematic. If you think about it, 
If they took away the expectation that they're going to get laid, and when you say no, they get violent. If you took away the expectation that they get the job because they're a man with a penis, they'd be less annoying. If you take away men's expectations that they are the superior being and remind them that they are not, they would be far less aggravating to deal with. But because (laughs) men have the audacity to be born into this penis having issue listen just like i just want men to shut up like i just want men to listen i know it's hard i know it's an all out there concept but like if you just shut your fucking mouth and listen to what people around you are saying you might learn a thing or two about how to be a better person because like when you say not all men if a man yeah that guy didn't attack somebody but he watched it happen and do nothing he's a bad man that's that's it so like not all men but like 95 percent of them and the other five percent are like children and toddlers that are just boys Mm -hmm. okay rant over sorry (laughs) so um at their performances bobby is very like cool and like detached from the uh detached towards the other performers so francis often has to take on the role of being nice to people and remembering things about them and her behavior, like Francis, Francis's behavior prompts Bobby to comment that Francis doesn't have a real personality of her own since she's just accommodating to others, which is like a very huge theme throughout the book. Francis kind of feels like she doesn't have a real personality. So when Melissa sends over the photos she took over dinner for the profile, Francis is surprised and very pleased to discover that she has given equal attention as, uh, to Bobby and Francis, as opposed to Bobby being the star of the shoot, because I think she has like some internalized like issues over this. Mm. Don't uh, we all? Right. So Nick is in the photos too, and Francis thinks that the photos don't really reflect the reality of the dinner they went to, since in actuality the evening had revolved around Melissa, who is not in any of the photos because obviously Melissa's taking the photos. Oh, mm-hmm. bestie. Yeah, but Melissa's it, the the whole story is on Bobby and Francis. It's not yeah. on Melissa, but like it is very interesting to think she because like this whole dinner was like getting to know all of them. The, both Fr- Bobby and Francis were obviously wanted to talk to Melissa because she's a published book. Mm-hmm. But you know, she saw the pictures and she's like, "This feels like a very different dinner than the one I went to." Yeah. So later, Bobby makes a point of letting Francis know that she has continued to t- keep in touch with Melissa. And um, Francis admits to feeling inadequate and lacking compared to Melissa, who has published a book and is widely and like has widely read articles. Mm-hmm. Um, Mel- sorry, not Melissa. Francis also like says a, a lot that she thinks Bobby brings up Melissa and like that she's in touch with Melissa to kind of like rub it into Francis's face, mm-hmm. which you which is like one issue I took with this book is that you never get Francis's or sorry, you never get Bobby's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, you only get Francis's and I would really love to see Bobby's perspective to see if this is actually true. If she does bring this up to kind of like rub it in her face Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh yeah. Like Melissa talks to me. She's not talking to you like blah, blah, blah. Or if that's just like an insecurity from Francis. Is this, what perspective is this told in? Is it told in Francis's perspective or is it in third person or omniscient? I don't think it would be omniscient. Um, I can't say that word. Omniscient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because then you would get Bobby's perspective. I'm pretty sure this is first person, uh, uh, Francis. Okay. 
which is why it's split into two parts i'm pretty sure so i thought like oh the first part will be francis Mm -hmm. second part will be bobby but you never get bobby's uh point of view Hmm. how how bizarre how peculiar so francis thinks about her own lack of ambition when it comes to making money and at the literary agency she suspects her boss uh likes her specifically because of her lack of interest in getting a job there Um, so Melissa attends their next performance, but Nick and but Nick doesn't show up until afterwards to give Melissa a ride home. Mm-hmm. Francis expresses interest in seeing the play that Nick is in currently, and the next day Melissa has arranged two tickets for her and Bobby on Thursday to see it. Um, Bobby has plans, so she can't make it. So Francis ends up taking Philip, her coworker, uh, in the internship, and they talk about how handsome Nick is because he's. Like Joe Alwyn, so yeah. Yeah, right. It's like brought up a lot that he's very good looking and how much better he was compared to the rest of the production. They like low key shit talk the rest of the production, which is really funny to me because I would do the same thing. <laughs> um afterwards, Francis like worries about whether to email Nick or not to thank him for the tickets, and she spends a lot of time overthinking it, which is very relatable because I would also do the same thing. Mm-hmm. She does end up, like, sending him an email thanking him. And later, Francis asks Bobby why she thinks that Melissa and Nick are unhappy. And Bobby says that Melissa seems depressed and that Nick is a little hostile towards her. Uh, toward her. And Bobby recalls them arguing with each other. Uh, Francis thinks about how there was some animosity at the dinner, but disagrees with Bobby's negative characterization of Nick. Obviously. Of course. Because she's got some things going on and when nick responds to francis's email they discuss nick coming to see her and bobby perform um so francis considers herself more intelligent than normal people so this is where like the pick me kind of comes in you know and she uses her acknowledgement of it to comfort herself when bad things happen again very pick me of her yeah um, on Saturday, Francis arranges for her and Bobby's set to be later to accommodate Nick's schedule because she is emailing with him back and forth. And he says, well, you know, I can't make it until after this time because that's when I get out uh, from his performance. Mm-hmm. I think it's like half past 10, so 1030. And so she does. She moves the the set. However, he doesn't end up showing up until like the applause. Basically, he walks in like right when everyone's like, apl- like yeah. applauding them and after afterwards they chat they all chat like including philip who's there and bobby mentions that francis is bisexual and melissa says that she is too oh uh so that sounds very couple swappy it's a little uh yeah 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 it's uh, yeah yeah (laughs) did i just guess the end of the book (laughs) so So for a while after that, they're in touch with Melissa sporadically and run into them at events. Nick picks up on how Bobby seems to seems only to be really interested in Melissa and not him. And obviously it's because Bobby hates men. So she's not interested in Nick because she does not like any men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Francis and Nick exchange emails on the side. At one point, Melissa teasingly points out to Francis that, uh, that she seems to have really charmed Nick and that he's flirting with her. This is sorry, I forgot to mention this. Um, Francis is like 22, 23. Okay, how old is Nick? Nick is like 34, 36. That's some Taylor and Jake energy. Do you know who recommended this book before I he even signed on to it? Was Taylor. 
She read she read this book. Was this a self insert for you, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. She read this back back in the day. Mm. So keep that in mind. I didn't want to bring it up because it's like kind of personal, but she wrote a 10 minute song about it. I don't think it's personal anymore. Um, but yeah, like as, as you go, we go on in this book, you'll see there's a lot of similarities between um, Nick and Francis and Taylor and Jake. Yeah. Especially like I can only imagine people were telling her she had no personality. I almost remember people telling her she had no personality. Yeah, because all the jokes about her being like, he didn't think I was funny and like, right. he didn't like this and uh, baby girl. If only you knew. If only, like, sweet baby angel. No. That's why when I read, so I haven't, I didn't read this because me and Sally Rooney have now beef. Yeah. I have beef with her. It's a single-sided beef. Yeah. Only with her use of quotation marks. That's it. It's just, she can just explain <laughs> why she doesn't. No, I don't want an explanation. There's no good reason. <laughs> it's obviously stylistic, but I think yeah. it's, like, rude to literally any divert, like, divergent person yeah like my like my brother never would be able to read this book i probably you would not i guarantee you you wouldn't because it's so it's confusing the formatting but anyways yeah i read it and i was like wow you know i understand why she really liked this book a lot because i can obviously see a lot of similarities between this whole thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) so when uh so francis goes to visit her mom and she tells her about Melissa and Nick, and Frances feels a bit like off-put when her mom seems to think that she's overly impressed with this couple because they are like wealthy and posh. Wait, okay, sorry, not to cut you off again, but I'm thinking about it. And like when Taylor and Jake were together, it was right after he what broke up with like Kirsten Dunst or whatever her face was. Uh huh. K- Kirsten Dunst didn't want to sign on as Melissa, <laughs> Miss Ma'am. I think Sally Rooney is really um, adamant that people from the UK play the characters. Yeah, which is fair. That's fair. Right. I get it. But, like, my British accent's really good if you want to cast me in your next one. <laughs> Just saying. So, Frances's mom is like, what are you doing hanging out with this couple? They're, they're like, you know, in their mid-30s. Nick is 32, and I have it in my notes, and Melissa's 37. And wants to hang out with like a bunch of college kids, which she's bringing up a good point because I, I can't imagine why yeah. they would want to hang around them other than like maybe like a mentor kind of relationship. Yeah. But clearly this is developing into more than a mentor relationship at this point. So she's she's got a she's bringing up that point is good. But like her being like, why are you so obsessed with them? Because they're like you know, they're rich and they're, you know, fancy. Like, that's not the vibe I was getting from Francis at all. Like, I definitely more got, like, the vibe that she was just, like, enthralled with, like, yeah. with Nick in particular because of his, like, acting. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, after the visit, Francis goes to visit her father, and the visit is very, like, unve- uneventful, and Francis feels a desire to self-harm afterwards. Which is kind of another theme throughout the book. Oh, trigger warning. <laughs> Almost an hour in, we get the trigger warning. Yeah, there's a trigger warning um, for, like, inappropriate relationships and self-harm and I don't know what else, to be honest. Honestly, if, if you're listening to this episode, I feel like you should have taken it upon yourself to research this book. 
It's in the title. Yeah. What? Conversations with friends? No, but like the the title of our episodes, you can go look up the book before you go listen to it. That's true. That is true. What can I say? So in July, Francis and Bobby attend Melissa's birthday party where they come across Nick and his friends, like his actor friends, like high as a kite. They're like in their basement smoking so much weed. And it's like a little inappropriate um, because they Nick like stops Francis and like holds her back from when everyone like leaves the room and they start like making out. And that's like their first kiss. Oh, okay. That's gross because he has like marijuana breath. I know. And he's also like in his 30s. But like the marijuana breath is gross. Mm -hmm. If you've ever kissed somebody that was just smoking weed, it's absolutely disgusting. Um, and you need to insist that they go wash their teeth, brush, wash their teeth, wash, brush their teeth and wash their hair is what I was trying to say. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, I also should mention that Frances's dad, her, her parents give her an allowance or her, yeah, her dad gives her an allowance. It, she feels guilty taking. And I find that kind of like hypocritical. So I'm like, so you're like all like anti-work, but yet you have an allowance. Yeah. That sounds like a very rich bitch. Exactly uh mindset so francis and nick obviously start developing interest in one another while melissa and bobby are more drawn to each other eventually francis and nick begin to have an affair um nick mentions to francis that he has never cheated before but melissa has in the past i feel like that's bullshit i feel like he's definitely lying but okay no she like i I mean i get the sense that she has did actually cheat because no um, i mean like I, I get I get that sense too, but I mean like I feel like he definitely had an affair at oh. some point or another. I mean, he's going after a, like a nineteen a twenty two year old girl. You're telling me this is the first time that's happened. LOL, sure, Jan. Okay, right. right. So like, it doesn't surprise me, but um, so because Melissa has cheated before, she feels like she can't say anything to oh, yeah. to Nick about like about like cheating because she did it which like are they married or okay that's what i thought i yeah you know nick and melissa are (laughs) married (laughs) my brain just drops facts when it wants to (laughs) but yeah like i mean which i get because it's like if you were the first one to cheat but like Mm -hmm. just don't cheat on your yeah i don't i don't get it i don't understand i don't understand so nick then like eventually has to go out of town for like a shoot i can't remember where exactly it is it might be france i might be making that up um but (laughs) francis then starts feeling miserable without him and starts acting cool like coldly towards him when she feels insecure which is a lot because francis is a very insecure woman uh meanwhile nick is sending mixed messages and in in August, Francis and Bobby end up taking up an offer to vacation with Nick and Melissa at a v- villa in France. So it is France. I was right. <laughs> Which Melissa? So Nick originally offered this to Bobby. Or sorry, not Bobby to Francis. But she was obviously like, uh, I don't know if I really want to take that up because Melissa's there. Like, yeah. But then Melissa offers it to Bobby, being like, Oh, do you guys want to come mm-hmm. up to like France? Okay, and, so like, that is a couple swap. <laughs> No, but it isn't though yeah no but you know what i mean like but they don't even yeah no i know but like she melissa gets close with bobby and then yeah yeah that's but, what i meant like but right. like they don't actually like do anything right what well, except for francis and yeah Nick do. yeah no i know but i'm saying like bobby and melissa get close 
And then Francis and Nick get close. So it's like they swapped, but they didn't. Right. So yeah, Melissa offers it to Bobby and Bobby's like, yeah, let's go. Like, why not? And Francis and Nick resu- resume their affair. But Nick admits that he still like loves his wife, which obviously like yeah. not ideal for Francis. <laughs> <laughs> so um, later on in August, Francis and Bobby return to Dublin and Bobby needs housing and moves in with Francis. Which puts her in a very precarious situation because they're not together. They broke up. Like, they were together. They dated, obviously, as I mentioned before. But they're broken up and they've been broken up for a while. But Mm -hmm. now she has to, like, move back in. But also, Francis is trying to bang Nick. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. it's a clusterfuck. Um, Francis is very dismayed to realize that she is in love with Nick. But he doesn't, like... Yeah, unrequited. Yeah, it's unrequited love. So, it's like... He doesn't, she thinks he doesn't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And she has, she like goes on to Tinder randomly and just hooks up with a random guy. Like she has sex with a random guy. Okay, you do you, bestie. But then she immediately tells Nick about it. Why? <laughs> she wants to make him jealous. That's. Because she's a pick me. Yeah. So, so she tells Nick and then he accuses her of rubbing it in his face, which she is. Yeah. And she. Francis also tells Nick to hit her after they have sex, but he refuses. Yeah, um, so, listen, what you do in your private time, your kinks, totally valid. After is a little weird. See, the thing I have, the bone I have to pick with Sally Rooney with this particular one. <laughs> do all of your protagonists need to be hit while they're having sex? Is that what happened to normal people? Yes! And that's what happens in... Are we sure this isn't her (laughs) self-insert? I'm telling you, girly, listen, please get therapy. That's, like, I'm telling you, every single main character I've read, she only has three books out, I believe. Mm -hmm. Normal People, Conversation with Friends, and um, A Beautiful World. It's, like, a very long title, but Mm -hmm. that's, like, basically the um, abbreviation. They all like to be hit. That sounds like like a... I don't want to, like, shame anyone, but, like, that's very violent to me. That just sounds in like a, her thing. Right. If it's a reoccurring theme in her that's books, what I that's an author thing, not a character thing. Right. Like, I could, if it was only like once, even twice, I would accept it. Like, okay. But like, it's almost, it's like every single one. I'm like, not everyone needs to be hit to have sex. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So then Francis has a bout of like abdominal pain and bleeding, and she goes to the hospital and has an ultrasound scheduled and she's her ego is prego but she doesn't know who the dad is what the fuck so after a second like bout of this like pain and a blackout bobby and nick uh take care of her the next day nick tells francis that he has confessed to melissa about the affair like she didn't already know right and melissa knows they will continue seeing each other however melissa tells francis that nick ultimately won't leave her which she's right because he won't. Yeah. Um, she also says that Nick is someone who will say what you want to hear and is so passive that he wants a partner who will take all responsibility for his actions in relationships, which is true. Like Nick kind of just goes with the flow and doesn't want to like. That sounds very immature. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Um. Also, I don't know if I wrote this down in my notes, but this this abdominal pain and bleeding turns out to be like, um fuck what is it well first of all she has like a miscarriage they think oh okay yeah and trigger warning miscarriages right and it like very much just 
like is very much like causes emotional turmoil for Francis, obviously. Of course. Because Nick doesn't answer because they're like having a tiff or something. Ugh. And then we find out that she has like um like uh, she doesn't have PCOS, it's the other one. She has like some disorder that like makes it like I'm trying to remember. Maybe I'll have it later on in my notes. <laughs> so so despite this revelation, the four of them still remain friends. So Bobby, Francis, mm. Nick, Melissa, they still remain friends. Nick also tells Francis about how he was depressed and ended up in a psychiatric treatment facility the previous year, which is when his marriage started to get rocky and when Melissa began her her own affair, which is now like done with. Mm-hmm. Which when he says that kind of puts it into perspective a little bit more with Melissa because it's like that's kind of shitty. Yeah, that's even worse. Like right. she wasn't just cheating on him. She was cheating on him during the lowest point of his life. Right. Cuz it's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, you are depressed and had to go to like a psychiatric hospital. Now I'm going to cheat on you and start an affair because you're depressed." Yeah. It's so shitty. That's so fucked. So, around this time, Frances is broke because her father hasn't uh deposited her allowance rich girl problem yeah and and um, melissa's mother hooks francis up with the editor of a literary magazine who offers to compensate her through a published story that francis wrote about bobby because they're having like a little like kind of like back and forth mm-hmm. bickering and it's kind of unflattering oh bobby yeah and she doesn't tell bobby she wrote this and Ooh. she doesn't tell bobby she published this oh mm-hmm. yeah so when Bobby finds out, she's furious. And, Rightfully so. Right. And she moves out. Rightfully so. Right. Um, in early November, Francis gets an ultrasound and the doctor says, here it is. She has endometriosis. There it is. Yeah. yeah. That um, sucks. Right. It's incurable and it causes pain and possible infer- infertility. Nick also tells her that he and Melissa are sleeping together again, which obviously causes all sorts of mental things mm-hmm. to go on in francis's brain and soon nick and francis break things off and francis is francis is purposely like self-harming again mm-hmm. at the end of the month after another like endometriosis bout of like pain and fainting francis finds herself a church and starts praying to god as like a last resort because she's like i don't know what else to do i know that's when you know yeah that's when you know shit's bad right so afterwards she finally reaches out to bobby to apologize and they have an honest conversation about their breakup which was like four years before this yeah so like wow they really avoided they're like (laughs) queens of avoidance yeah super denial literally so uh, Bobby tells Francis that Francis tries to convince herself that she, others don't care about her in order to justify treating people badly, which is true. Yeah. She, she's spitting facts right now. Um, Francis admits that she resents Bobby for breaking her heart and the two end up sort of getting back together again. Ish. Yeah. Uh, typical. A typical, like, I don't know, like, that's typical, like, young people. Yeah. You know? Um, so the book ends with Nick accidentally dialing Francis's number and a short while later, uh, a short while later, they talk about what went wrong and he says that he always knew it wasn't going to work out, but the conversation ends with Francis saying, come and get me, implying, like, that they are going to resume their, like, messy affair. Yeah. And that's the end. What the fuck? Yeah. (sighs) My thing is that, like, 
from what I've I've heard about Sally Rooney's books, I've never read them. I've never mm-hmm. watched the shows. It seems like it's very much like almost not like reality TV because reality TV is obviously like can be very trashy and shit. Mm-hmm. It's almost just like a documentary of like these people's lives. And there's like you know what I mean? Right. Like I I don't that's what's like hard for me to like get into her stuff is because mm-hmm. like yeah, like people can be interesting but like it's not that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, like okay, that's it. Right. Anyway, like it's kind of like there's like others like there's other stuff but like the other stuff I feel like like that's why the reason I left it out is like not that interesting yeah like the obviously there's like a bunch of sex scenes that yeah. i left off because it's like what am i gonna like yeah what are you gonna describe in detail like ugh, there's this one scene where she talks about sucking him off <laughs> and she, <laughs> why you said that was so aggressive sucking him off because it's like she goes on she like thinks about this for like ages mm-hmm. she's like oh did he like he didn't make any noise like i don't think he liked it like oh, that no. If he didn't like it, she should have just told me. Like, I don't know why he didn't tell me. And it's like, she, like, fixates on it. Yeah. Oh, maybe she's ADHD. <laughs> the hyperfixation is real, girl. I get it. <laughs> I mean, not, like, about that. But, <laughs> but when I hyperfixate, oof, that's the only thing I think about for, like, days. Right. Ugh. But, yeah, that's that's the end of Conversations with Friends. I hope you guys check out the Hulu show because... Gotta give that revenue to Joe Alwyn. You gotta give that revenue to Joe Alwyn and in turn Taylor Swift. So Yeah, basically. Because, let's be honest, they're gonna get married. Let's knock be honest. On, knock on wood. On my head. We love a stable couple. Yeah. Can I say? We, we love it. In his press so far about this, like, someone asked him, like, oh, would you ever, like, consider, like, a um, polygamous, like... What the fuck? Yeah, and he's like, "Uh, I think it's really interesting, but like it's really not for me." And I was yeah. like, "Why did you ask that? It was so weird." What? <laughs> like a polyamorous relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, mm, I don't think that's anybody's business. Yeah, it was interesting. It's like, almost like you? asking someone like what their like sexual orientation is. Yeah, it was very like, like they'll odd offer it up if me. they want to, but it's nobody's fucking business. Yeah, I don't know. It was a very weird question. Some of these interviewers have like such audacity. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, that's it. Wow. That was uh interesting. <laughs> was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell like this is not like that's not what I enjoy reading. Yeah, but I figured it would be fun to cover cuz like, yeah, you know. Yeah, cuz you can and then we can always go back and when the show comes out, we can talk about it. Right. Like, if it was good or not. And the adaptation will probably be better. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, that's what I felt about normal people at least like the book was, like, okay, but I thought the movie, like, the show was, like, way better. Yeah, my sister told me that, like, she watched it right when quarantine started, and she's mm-hmm. like, I watched that show, like, six times, and she's like, one time I watched it until, like, 3 a.m., and it was just, like, crying all night. Oh, It is kind of sad, like, some parts of it, because yeah. it's, like, very much, like, the teenage experience yeah. and young adult experience. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Eh. 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 You know, my, my arch, arch nemesis, Sally Rooney, I got my bone to pick with her, so. <laughs> oh, well, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. You can find me on Twitter at FranchDip. And on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13, or on Storygraph, just Alicia Reads. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye.